0: Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. Joining us are Blake Mintemeyer and Randy Waymeyer. Blake is the Director of Golf Course Maintenance Operations and Randy is the Equipment Manager at TPC Scottsdale. Blake and Randy are going to describe tournament and daily life at the site of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is the world's most attendant and rowdiest golf tournament. You'll quickly discover from listening to Blake and Randy that TPC Scottsdale is a busy, busy, yet well organized operation. But before we get going with Blake and Randy, we'd like to thank John Deere for sponsoring Golf Course Industries Making the Cut series, which will offer in depth looks at three tournament golf courses beginning with a February feature about TPC Scottsdale. John Deere is a huge supporter of tournament level golf courses such as TPC Scottsdale. We're honored to be partnering with them on this unique series, and we're honored that Blake and Randy and the rest of the TPC Scottsdale team hosted us for an amazing visit prior to this year's Waste Management Phoenix Open. Well, Blake and Randy, thanks for joining us. I know you guys are really busy getting ready for the Waste Management Phoenix Open at TPC Scottsdale. The first thing I wanted to ask you, Blake, is what is it like preparing golf courses and getting ready to have 700,000 people entering your grounds?
1: Yeah, so with that challenge comes a, a lot of energy. Our team feeds off of it and they kind of ramp up uh, without having to ask them to ramp up in the month of January, and even in the part of December, they, they ramp up on their own. So it does bring a lot of energy. Uh, the, the guys have a lot of pride in what they do, and we're looking forward to having 700,000-plus uh, fans join us for a week of a week of fun.
0: Blake, this is your first Waste Management Phoenix Open as a member of the TPC Scottsdale staff. Randy, you went through this last year. What do you remember about the experience?
2: It was busy. There was a lot of people. Uh, we worked a lot of hours and and uh, you know, the course looked great.
0: And how about with you, Blake? Going into it for the first time, how much are you relying on your experience staff and tell our listeners about the team that's been assembled at TPC Scottsdale?
1: Oh, exactly. I, you know, if you think about our team here, we have a lot of experienced and tenured guys, ranging from assistants to irrigators. Um, if you think about the role of an irrigator, during the build-out, which starts October 1st, it's a four-month build. These guys have done it for 30-plus years. You know, we couldn't do it without them. And then the, the assistants are... Really, we I lean on them, and uh, we all lean on each other, but uh, I lean on them heavily to help guide guide the ship here leading up to the tournament.
0: Yeah, and how about you, uh, Randy? What is it like getting equipment ready for that big week each winter?
2: You know, this year is a little different than last year. Last year we were on the last year of our leased equipment for that package. This year is our first go at it, so our first year with this equipment. So, dealing with an aging fleet last year, dealing with a new fleet getting dialed in this year. Really, they're equally as busy. You know, my team is outstanding. My guys in the shop are the best guys in the state. Um, I've got a really great, great team together here. They know exactly what's expected of each of them, and they they excel and and go above and beyond.
0: I think a lot of people don't understand that TPC Scottsdale – is a busy, busy place. First, Blake, from your perspective, kind of explain what the calendar is like there, how much golf is played, and what is it like trying to fit the agronomics in with all that golf being played on the two courses?
1: Oh, man, yeah. For those listeners that aren't in Arizona, it's a it's a year-round uh, operation here. Um, we'll do 150 rounds a day on both champions and... Uh, stadium, so 300 rounds a day of golf in the middle of winter. Days are short, uh, grass isn't growing a whole lot, but it is green, and uh, that's why people come here in the winter. Right? They come here for the sunshine and and to recreate. Um, so we we ramp up definitely uh, after overseeding, which is middle of October, and we'll carry that overseeding season through. Uh, April, May, and then we'll start to transition over to Bermuda grass, which is an aeration season. So it really is nonstop. I mean, the, the year is packed with either agronomics and or uh, golf.
0: And Randy, what is it like from your perspective? A lot of equipment managers and cool weather regions maybe have those two, three, four winter months where they can do some serious work in the shop on their equipment. What is it like for you? Trying to get the equipment ready to go at a high level almost every day of the year.
2: Well, it's just a matter of processes. I mean, you know, they, you know, we, we have our processes in place and we perform them very well, um, keeping it running. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I, our equipment doesn't shut down, so you know, we, we're out there using it every day of the year, and you know, services and just maintaining it, and you know. Uh, keeping everything sharp and flowing and
1: serviced. Yeah, and, and I'll just add to that. Randy's team has to be very nimble. Um, we'll throw requests at them uh, often, and, and most often they're, they're able to kind of flip the switch as soon as we ask. They're able to do a hike change or sharpen a mower. Uh, because this, uh, the equipment is used every day, there's not a lot of downtime, so they have to be kind of at the ready to make changes when we ask them to.
0: Like, what was it like beginning there last year and seeing the amount of equipment in the maintenance facility? What was it like just kind of seeing the numbers of equipment and supplies you're working with at a facility like yours?
1: Our shop yard is not, you know, it's not the largest shop yard. It's, it's not the fanciest shop yard, but it gets the job done. We have to be, Randy and I have to be very strategic in how we organize the shop yard so it looks and and functions uh, the way we want it to with efficiency and a lot of equipment. What do we got, Randy? 24, 25 gators, 6 fairway units, 8 or 9 triplexes, 16 walk mowers for greens, 6 mowers for tees, 6 mowers for approaches, rough units. Tractors. Tractors, implement. sprayers. It's, yeah. a, it's a long list, so we just have to be really organized in, in, in what we do.
0: Yeah, Randy, we have a lot of listeners that are trying to organize their own maintenance facilities or maybe use the winter to, to do that and rethink how they're going to do things going into the next year. How are you able to organize it at all? What tips would you give listeners who maybe want to reorganize their shop over the winter?
2: First, you just got to look at your operation and see what, see what what makes sense. And then just try different things, you know. I mean, we we don't come out of the gate here with the right way, you know, every time and You know, we add some equipment, and it throws everything off. So you constantly have to readjust. And in this industry, it's just like any uh, mechanic or technician out there. Just ask them how many times they reorganize their toolbox. It's the same thing with our equipment in the yard. I mean, we're just constantly evolving here to get more and more efficient, which means you just have to be open to that change.
0: Blake, is that how you operate on the agronomic end, too? Are you always looking at ways to do things differently and what are some efficiencies that the team's implemented since you've been there.
1: Just thinking off the top of my head, we'll mow the grass when it's when we have growth. So for instance it got pretty cold here for a few weeks. We were able to scale back our mowing uh, routine and we're always out looking and kinda of the grass is gonna tell us when it needs to, when it needs water and when it needs food and when it needs to be mowed and we're gonna we're gonna mow it when we need to and not over mow it. And then uh, just looking at different types of units to try to be more efficient. Uh, we'll we'll ride, mow, tease, and approaches on occasion to try to save and reallocate some labor to some other areas. So just always thinking outside the box. I encourage my team to do that as as much as possible. Don't don't always get stuck in in the ways of doing things just because that's the way it's always been done. Just always think outside the box and. You can, be, you can be amazed with what kind of efficiencies you can come up with.
0: Blake, in a desert environment like yours, you're, you're sort of managing two different golf courses because of the overseeding. When do you overseed, and what is it like working with cool and warm season grass?
1: Yeah, so we uh, seed our champions course uh, end of September. Uh, this year was September 24th. And then two weeks later, we'll overseed the um, stadium course Champions Course obviously is a lot easier. We do not oversee the rough over there, um, so it's about a four-day process, three and a half, four-day process to scalp, uh, seed, water. But on the uh, Stadium Course, the Stadium is uh, it's a beast. Um, it has spec mounds, a lot of acreage, so it takes us nine to ten days to do our full scalp and seeding uh, processes over on Stadium.
0: And, Randy, what is it like getting equipment ready for overseeding?
2: Long hours, uh, staying on top of it, daily adjustments, if, and sometimes hourly adjustments when, we're, when they're out there scalping. You know, we've got two mechanics carts. We'll, we'll have them both out on the course with the equipment the entire time um, with just driving around, stopping, and just making a circle around the course, checking and adjusting, just, just making sure it's on, on point.
0: This will be for each of you. First, Randy, do you have to adjust the equipment for that transition, like when you go from the warm season to the cool season grass? Do you have to, to make any changes to the equipment once golf is played again?
2: Absolutely, we have our secrets. Um, <laughs> you
0: don't do. have to give them away here.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, we do. We, uh, we, for example, we'll have a different bed knife on there um, that we'll use for the cool season versus the the warm season. Um, and just the, with the agronomic practices that they have to do out there to keep the the course looking as good as it is, and for transitions to go, you know, their their processes out there also dictate to us in the shop what we need to do. So, absolutely, it is it is a a change, and and it's just something that we ease our way into, just like anything else.
0: Blake, what is it like shifting your mindset from? warm season the cool season turf and what is it like those first few weeks after overseeding getting into the cool season turf frame of mind
1: to be a little more mindful of, of of things like salt accumulation and certain type of disease pressure and so there is some changes that that come with the seasons um at the end of the day it's it's all the same it's water management right it's big picture items that are gonna make us successful um so yeah there's there are some thought processes that maybe change a little bit but all in all it's the same
0: this is for both of you what's tougher on your staff is it those 118 degree days in July or is it this time leading up to the tournament?
2: That's a good
1: question uh, I think it's the heat the heat might have it on that one what do you think Randy
2: well I, I would agree I, I think they they they're so different though I mean it's a, it's a different. It, it, it's hard to articulate that you know because it is different that the heat if you prepare for it and you're a veteran of it then the heat's not going to bug you you know how to you know how to combat that but they're just two different animals i don't i don't know that yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one.
0: when you're in that mid-june to mid-august time frame does the tournament seem really far away does the winter seem really far away
2: you blink and it's here. Yeah, it
1: goes so fast. We're so busy, guy. Yeah, you know, we each course we aerate fairways two, three times during that month closure, aerate greens two or three times, sand top dress. Everything, everything we do in the summer is to prepare us for for our winter season. And we're so busy. Honestly, it goes it goes by really fast.
0: One thing that really struck me during my visit to TPC Scottsdale was just the pace you guys operate at. It's go, go, go. Randy, how, how do you manage your, your staff in the shop to handle that that pace? Does it take a certain mentality? I mean, how do you get someone that's working for you to pace themselves and maybe not burn themselves out throughout the course of the year?
2: Well, we each have our duties that we have to do and, like I said, it's, it's just about the processes that you have in place. I mean, you got to, you know, your team will perform a whole lot better if you all have all the information in front of you. My team knows everything I know. As soon as I know it, we hold little huddles um, when things change. Everyone on my team holds a radio, so when they hear a call and if I'm on my phone or they see me on my phone, they they take over, you know, hey, go for Randy, uh, and they're able to make the call. It's just putting the trust in them and the training, making sure that they're trained and... uh, the faith in them as well, but we, we all look out for each other and we're all like a second family. So, uh, you know, just staying close and everybody looking out for each other, but we keeping them informed of the end game, you know, and that's something we do a lot here is communicate. So that, that's key. Without that, it would be a lot harder.
0: Yeah. How about on your end, Blake, is that something you worry about as a manager is, um, your employees staying Fresh year round, and what are some tactics you've used since you've got there to to keep your employees operating at a, a high level when there's so much going on?
1: Yeah, it is, I mean it is really challenging, right? It's uh, it's it is nonstop. Again, with uh, with staff, key staff, and with our team, we have to kind of think think differently. Look at ways to get them a little extra time off if they need it. Um, maybe if it's really hot out, do a half day. If it's raining, maybe we go home early, but knowing that the team knows it and we know it, that when it's time to go, we go, and we work 10, 11, 12, 13-hour days. So just being flexible with them and, and they're flexible with us, it's kind of a, a give and take uh, with uh, in terms of flexibility.
0: Blake, approximately how much average annual rainfall does your part of Scottsdale receive, and how much do you think about water in your role?
1: Uh, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, okay. but I believe the average is 9 or 10 inches a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, it's not a whole lot of water in comparison to the rest of the country, so we are constantly, uh, are, we're constantly mindful of, of that water resource. Um, and, again, I, I think just trying to be efficient with it, uh, looking at wetting agents, looking at hand watering, looking at percent adjustments, you know, each individual sprinkler out there is controlled individually by a computer, so we're able to make adjustments. So it's a, you have to think about it every day. You
0: really do. Randy, what's the most rewarding thing about working at TPC Scottsdale? It's such a busy place. There's two, two high-level golf courses. There's a PGA Tour event that's the most attended golf event in the world. In your mind, Randy, what's the most rewarding thing about, about your position?
2: I would say, my team—the the team that that I work with here—you uh, know, coming to work with them, they just make the difference. You know, they they really are—they're they're good people. The atmosphere here—you know—I mean, it, I I feel like you know it's managed very well. There's a lot of things to be appreciative of here.
0: Blake, you're still pretty early into your tenure there, and your first waste management Phoenix Open. Is approaching, but for you, what's been the most rewarding thing so far?
1: I'd have to agree with what kind of in lines with what Randy was saying. We have some really, really tenured uh, staff that's been here a long time. So just you know, uh, being able to lead lead them, it's it's been a lot of a lot of fun and very very re- rewarding. Um, you know, they see some changes out there and they're very open to those changes uh, that's kind of taken place since I got here and. That's what makes it fun is being able to be surrounded by great people.
0: The tournament is obviously an incredible amount of work, and it brings your facility an incredible amount of attention, but Blake and Randy, what type of motivator is it having an event like that? Like, do you feel like that that's some motivation that's already there for, for your staff?
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, it comes with uh, an energy, and it is it is a motivator for us, and our team to perform at a very, very, very high level. And yeah. it's kind of automatic. It's not, not really that force. It just feels like a gradual buildup,
2: if you will. Yeah, the pace just, it, it just it doesn't really slow down, but it, it you can tell that it gets faster and faster. And, you know, once we start to see the structures going up and there's so much change that happens, but it, it's not like it happens... Yeah, it's... It's very natural um, because
1: we have a lot of practice at being a very busy facility. So uh, we don't have to change gears a whole lot. We just kind of tick up a little bit and and we're right there where we need to be.
0: Randy, what are the immediate days and weeks like following the, the tournament? Like what does it look like on the stadium course grounds and how long does it take to get everything back to quote unquote normal on the stadium course?
2: In all reality, that the, the tournament consumes about nine months out of our year with build-up, the tournament, tear-down. So, you know, with the tear-down comes some challenges with the stuff that falls off the bolts, the nuts, the stuff that gets in the reels. As you see it being built those months leading up, it takes those months going back down.
0: And how about you, Blake? What What are you more curious about? Are you more curious about... What the Saturday of your first Waste Management Phoenix Open is going to be like? Or are you more curious about those days and weeks afterwards?
1: I don't know if curiosity would be the right word, but I'm um, definitely anxious to to see the place on TV and so we can kind of celebrate what the team has, has done. But we we have a long list of things we need to get done after the tournament, and actually some of it's kind of on on pause, if you will. There's some some work we'd like to do and projects that are kind of on pause so we're we're anxious to get going and so we can be even better next year.
0: Randy what's the Monday tournament week like what is what is it like when you get all the volunteers in and what is it like acclimating people to the golf course and the the traffic and maintenance flow that you guys need to have to get the job done?
2: You know with logistics getting everybody here and then Once we're out there, we have a big tent that's outside of our maintenance shop where we all meet and have meetings every single day, a couple times a day. Uh, We'll have a morning meeting, afternoon meeting. But as far as, like, acclimating them, I mean, they're pumped. They're ready to go. I mean, I saw on Facebook some some members that, you know, volunteers that were uh, out here before, and they were commenting uh, and sharing videos up and just a couple months ago getting ready, getting ready, and uh, in a blink of an eye, it'll be here, and well, here we are, it's our, it's here, and uh, so, I mean, they're, they're hitting the ground running, these are professionals that are coming here to help us, um, they know exactly uh, what to expect, because many of them have been in a, a tournament situation before, um, but ours, there's a lot of people out there, and um, just navigating around, that is... Most of them are ready for it.
0: Yeah, Blake, you worked a lot of tournaments. What's different about the whole scene and the event at TPC Scottsdale? Well,
1: it's just uh, you know, you just think about the magnitude of, of of the build. It's a four-month build. Structures are they're they're big. They're not they're not just a single story. They're either double or triple story, uh, triple decker type structures. It's a big build. It's uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, A lot of things to keep us on our toes, that's for sure.
0: Last thing here for each of you, Randy, when people in the golf industry or even people that don't work in the golf industry watch the tournament on TV, what do you want someone coming away thinking or someone visiting the grounds? What do you want someone coming away thinking about the Waste Management, Phoenix Open, and and what your team does?
2: I I just – how great it looks out there. You know, I mean, that, that could be one of the best compliments somebody looking at the the turf and and walking away with a respect to how much that it it really took to to put that on most of my friends and people I associate with though are in the industry they, they know it yeah I mean sure we want it to look good but we we want it to play you know to play equally
1: as as good and, and to be a challenge and at the end of the day it's not about us or how good it looks it's, it's about the players and and crowning a champion and putting on a really fun and exciting uh show really for for the guests that that's where they're coming here and pack into 16 and we're gonna try to give it to them
0: well blake and randy this was awesome thank you for taking some time to join us i know you guys are busy as heck good luck with the rest of your tournament preparations and i know a lot of us can't wait to watch so thanks again for the time
2: Guy. Yeah, thank you.